0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: Welcome back to Live, Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We are right now at a a turning point, if you will, in our collective battle against this coronavirus. There was much time where here in the state of Utah, we were enjoying good and positive trends throughout the state. The color-coded risk assessment guidelines, which had been announced periodically uh, by the governor, were trending in a good direction. And then... On June 19th, just the other day, state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn penned a memo where she highlighted some very serious realities. She talked about the number of case numbers. At the day of her writing that memo, the number of positive coronavirus cases here in the state was 600. She laid out certain recommendations she estimated, would be helpful in quelling the spread of this coronavirus to include the compulsory wearing of masks. There have been studies uh, around the country that show that there is a certain measure of benefit to wearing of the mask. Some of those studies estimate that uh, non-contact transmission rates drop by as much as 75%. When those masks are used. The governor has made it known that he has no intention of closing down the state, nor shutting it down. And that the revitalization of our economy is, uh, is very important. And it is. It is very important. So too is health. And we are now moving into this next phase. And part of that includes a request from Salt Lake County Mayor Jenny Wilson. She has requested the authority of the governor to make the wearing of face masks a requirement in Salt Lake County. And the mayor joins me now to explain that request. Mayor, how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. I wish that the coronavirus numbers were better. I wish that uh, more folks were inclined to be wearing a mask. Uh, But I am still on the fence as to whether or not it should be required of Utahns to to wear this mask. So why don't you help me out? Tell me why you've made this request to the governor.
2: Well, um, we've already had enough time to evaluate, right? We've seen without it being a requirement, not enough compliance. And we all have the stories of going to situations where people are not wearing face cover- coverings, standing in line one to the next, and there's no doubt that it has led to the increase. Um, you know, we've seen, you pointed out some of uh, the statistics and Angela Dunn's comments, but we have seen a 50%, it's 49% actually, increase in cases since June 1st, and uh, that's dramatic. And I had been in regular consultation with our health officials, with our epidemiologists, with our stats guys, with everyone to say, we want this to fall, let's watch this. It hasn't, and it's time for action. So um, I'm interested to see. I I actually have a great personal relationship with the governor. Um, We agree on some things, we disagree on others, but I want to see if he's true to his word of eight years of messaging around local control. In fact, his legacy of that messaging goes long before his days of governor, as a former county commissioner himself. um, I serve at the county level, and this is an action I would like to take with my constituents when I see data on the rise and concern in the community. And uh, we'll see what the governor does today.
1: Have you, since submitting that request to the governor, have you had any contact with him or his office?
2: Um, Yeah, we've been, I, I was in touch by text with his chief of staff. Um. Uh, You know that the um, health system is managed by General Burton Mm -hmm. and uh, the epidemiologist, others, Angela Dunn, of course, weigh in as well. Um, I've heard that they're gathering. I've also heard that there's a press conference later Mm -hmm. today. And I expect that I'll
1: hear something shortly. That's right. four, uh, four o'clock in fact we'll, and we'll air it here on KSL News Radio. The Governor will appear alongside Dr. Dunn uh, to share an update on the circumstances we face them today. I want to ask you about uh, the, the, the efficacy of uh, a mandate. Do you believe that if you were able to gain the power that you seek and compel residents of your county to wear the mask, would there be sufficient compliance to to bring about uh, an improvement of these numbers?
2: Well, Lee, neither you nor I, or even sometimes law enforcement has the ability. To enforce some of these things. I mean, we wouldn't want law enforcement to be having handed. We would want a gentle reminder. Um, The highest level of violation under any health order is a misdemeanor, and we did not see misdemeanor citations when businesses were closed by order. So I don't see any um, conflict. What I see is a personal choice when somebody walks out the door, whether or not there's uh, a law in place or not. It's the same choice that we each have when we decide if we're going to go 56 miles an hour in a 55-mile speed zone. We can gauge going one mile over may not get me in trouble, and it's probably safe enough. Well, in this case, uh, noncompliance is a risk to one's own health and to others. So I think there's a great risk. So I hope that Um, regardless of an order, whether or not the governor agrees or not, that people will follow common sense, evidence-based systems that will help those numbers decline, not go up, and get us back to where we need in our community. And I'm very, very passionate about that, about the personal choice element. Um, I will say that businesses have contacted me and say and has said to me, you know, I'm between a rock and a hard place. I've got people coming in. I want to keep my employees safe who are kind enough even, you know, in this difficult time to show up every day, do that work, yet I can't tell people at the door that they must wear a mask. So what this would do is give that big business owner the support they need to be able to require them as somebody enters an establishment, and I think that's important. We also don't want to see big crowds waiting at restaurants. Those restaurants should remain open open. In fact, I'm out on my lunch hour. I'm in front of a business and they're being safe. They're wearing their masks and people coming by here hitting this. So, um, you know, we we've all seen that in the community.
1: Let me ask you this. uh, And it, it speaks only to my ignorance. But what what prevents currently a business owner from refusing service to someone who decides not to wear a mask? How's that different from no shirt, no shoes, no service?
2: Well, I think there's – that's a, been a question asked, and I think we get into a little bit of a, you know, what level of risk does, an, a, govern, or does a business want to take um, if there isn't a
1: um, – But in terms of the law, you know, an there's an nothing preventing – in terms of the law, there's nothing preventing a business owner from making that rule for their place of business. Is that correct?
2: Um, not that I'm aware of, but I think what this does is make it a requirement. So if a business wanted to go down that road, um, they certainly could. The problem is when the business next door goes a different direction, you have that inconsistency, and that sends a mixed message to the public. What this order would do that I would put into place by Saturday is require people, when they go out, when they interact with others, they cannot social distance they wear a mask. It wouldn't apply to parks. It wouldn't apply in situations that are not business establishments um, other than community gatherings and such. So what it does is really gives um, more consistency for application and an extra nudge to the public. This is serious stuff. If it were not serious, I wouldn't bother with this. I'd be working on other things today.
1: Yeah. One last question. You mentioned earlier that there may be gentle reminders from law enforcement. Any sense of what those gentle reminders might look like? What would the interactions with law enforcement be? Should someone fail to?
2: Yeah, when we had business closed, um, in some cases, the closures that were in effect by order included the interiors of restaurants and personal services industries. We actually never in our county shut down a grocery store or even a home goods store, what have you. But in those personal services industries, um, what happened was our various law enforcement agencies throughout the county um, were on site uh, in their communities, and as they um, observed, they were asked to give um, an educational moment, a gentle um, guide, and in this case, that's what we would ask law enforcement to do, that memo I would send um, that um, states the intent of the act would be that um, no fines would be assessed unless there were egregious situations where of noncompliance. But clearly somebody leaving who happened to forget their mask or there was a one-off, we wouldn't want, I mean, we're all stressed. You know, this is a tough time. We don't want law enforcement um, to become, Mm. you know, unruly over these practices. But we have to weigh that extra step that law enforcement would take, as they do, they administer laws, that's their job, and whether or not this law is sound, and whether or not this law would be necessary. And my argument to the governor is, indeed, it is sound. The science backs this up. It is necessary because our hospitals yesterday stood together arm in arm and said, we are concerned. And um, that, as much as my own anecdotal observations as I move throughout the community, um, is pretty compelling.
1: All right. Mayor Wilson, thank you so much for your time. Mayor Mayor Jenny Wilson, Salt Lake County Mayor. We'll see what the governor has to say, and we'll certainly see uh, what he has to say today at 4 o'clock as he, alongside uh, Dr. Dunn, deliver their press briefing. Thanks again for your time.
2: All right. Thank you. Have a great day.
1: You do the same. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to continue the conversation about masks, but not in a way you might think. You know, the, the state a while back, made it known that if you need a mask, if you can't afford one or get your hands on one or make one, that there's a little form you could fill out and they would in turn mail you one. Well, a handful of those masks contain some imagery that some are finding a little offensive. We'll find out if you find it offensive next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio.